0: Hi, right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Captain's Quarters podcast. This is our 91st episode, and look at that, my phone is already making noise. How about that? Right? <laughs> right, our 91st episode, ladies and gentlemen, we're close fasting on there to 100 and on the 100th one we're going to have a lot of fun you be watching throughout how can you find us that's the most important part how can you find us mr Davy? put that up there ladies and gentlemen you can go to youtube and use that qr code and get right in line with everything we do subscribe to us follow us like us we like it when you like us and be one of our good subscribers we have over Thirteen hundred subscribers. We'll give you the new number later on tonight, at the end of the show, as we always do. But we gotta have you. We need all of you there because the crew is what makes this whole thing work. So flatter us with your liking and your subscribing, and be a big part of our show. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is always up to us to do eight bells. Have Mr. Davy. Apologies to everybody. I should have been involved with conversation with our lovely guest. So, Eight Bells, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, many of you know what the historical significance of Eight Bells is. It is the end of a work shift, Eight Bells, but it is also the end of a life as we're giving them their proper naval or piratical burial at sea. Who do we have, Mr. Davy? Randall Wynn Fulmer was an American businessman and executive for the Walt Disney Company. After a career at Walt Disney Feature Animation, Fulmer launched his own business, Win Guitars. In 1987, Fulmer was hired by Walt Disney Feature Animation, now known as Walt Disney Animation Studios, for a three month contract to animate Toontown in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A job that turned into a 19 year career. At Disney Studios. He was 73. I am betting that my good friend down in Sanford, Florida, who is a uh, Disney artist also, Robert Farrell, I bet he knows Randall Fulmer. I'll have to ask him about it. How about Mike Halleck? was an American professional wrestler. He was best known for his appearances with the World Wrestling Federation in the mid-1990s under the ring name Mantor. And briefly as Tank, Catch Wrestling Association, Independent Circuit. He was only 55 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel Goldberg, Canadian film producer and screenwriter. He was a writer and producer on the films Meatballs and Stripes. Who hasn't heard or seen Stripes, I. He was also producer of the Hangover film series and received an Emmy Award nomination for the film The Late Shift. He was 94 years old. Manuel hector coto was a cuban-born american screenwriter television and film director and producer of films and television programs coto was the executive producer and showrunner of star trek enterprise in its final season the executive producer of four seasons of 24 he was an executive producer and writer for the fifth season of showtime's television series dexter he was 62 years old ladies and gentlemen Funny, this is going to be an interesting one. Funny Side was an American thoroughbred champion racehorse yes. who won the 2003 Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes. He was the first New York Red Horse to win the Kentucky Derby. He was a popular horse and remained a fan favorite in retirement at the Kentucky Horse Park. He was 23 years old. That's pretty old for a horse. Joseph Patrick Campbell an American professional football player who was a defensive end in the National Football League NFL from 77 to 81 for the New Orleans Saints, the Oakland Raiders, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played college football for the Maryland Terrapins. He was 68 years old. Is that all six of them? It is. And as we always like to do, a cheer and eight bells, Mr. Davey. sympathy to each and every one of the fans and the family of all of these eight Bell recipients. Thank you very much. On that note, I guess we need to see what else is on the schedule. How about Joke of the Week with Minnie Mayhem?
1: Sponsored by?
0: Oh, that's right, I should say. Sponsored by Shiver Me I. You know what? I forgot. It's Shiver Me Chimper. We gave her so much credit last week because it was her birthday. I just figured uh, missing a little bit wouldn't hurt her any, but she's probably watching, so Shiver Me Pictures, ladies and gentlemen, our sponsor for the Joke of the Week. Go ahead, Davey. Ahoy, mates. Minnie Mayhem here with the Joke of the Week, sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. Why do pirates really like pizza? Think about it, and I will give you the answer
1: at the end of the show.
0: Why do pirates really like pizza? have to think about that but all of us will get the answer at the end of the show on that note quote of the week by spyglass travel if you want a good walking tour of st. Augustine ladies and gentlemen a historical walking tour of the fine architectural things that are here and the buildings and the grounds and the cemeteries and the history you name it it's all there our good friends at spyglass travel will walk you around the city and point these things out to you and tell you some of the fine stories that are part of the 450 plus years of St. Augustine's history. Spyglass Travel, ladies and gentlemen, and they sponsor our quote of the week. Mr. Longwood, we do not stop playing because we grow old, we grow old because we stop playing. George Bernard Shaw. I actually had somebody put that on my Facebook page four days ago, the same exact quote. Very good, Mr. Longwood. You're always up on it. I appreciate that. (laughs) And of course, Question of the Week, sponsored by Ancient City Sirens. Our good friend Miss Gina and her girls. The Sirens, Blue Lotus, she has two or three names. And they are an all-girl female, pirate crew, dance crew, belly dance. You name it, they cover it. So, what is the Question of the Week? What is your favorite kind of movie or theme for a movie? Do you like westerns? Do you like drama? Do you like mystery? Blood and guts. Pilot. History. What is it that you like? Mr. Longwood, what do you like?
1: Um, I like the uh, uh, I like the sci-fi, but I also like pirates.
0: Pirate movies, very good. And Mr. Gunner, what do you like?
1: I have to agree with Davey. I'm really into sci-fis, but I'm also a, a sucker for westerns.
0: Aye, I, I do love a good western. I just watched a, a western uh, gunfight at Dry River, I just watched it last night. The only named actor in it was Michael Moriarty, who used to do the um, crime drama series, um, and now I can't think of the name of it, Law and Order. Um, but he played an old man, in the, you know, a blind old man in this, and it, it was a very interesting movie. None of the people I saw in the movie were known actors, but some of them were pretty good. In fact, the, the bad guy in the movie was a, was an old woman And boy, I she did a good job I hated her <laughs> It was really something So watch that if you get a chance uh, But what is your favorite kind of movie? We'll be looking through the screen here And seeing what everybody puts up there I see a whole bunch of people watching the show tonight You're in for a good one Exaggerated history movies When they make the legends real within the truth That's a good one I like that Very good So Crew Adventures is next look at all the things we've got going on this is not just the saint augustine swashbucklers ladies and gentlemen as i just tell you a few things read down it yourself we don't have to list it all out there seawolfs privateers they do so much in Flagler county for foster children the blue lotus ancient city sirens look at that they have the dances of the heart on august 26. ancient city con ladies and gentlemen is september 15 16 and 17. captain william mayhem will be, be there and they're actually giving me an opportunity to do a seminar I can only do a one-hour seminar, though, so it's going to be mostly a question-and-answer thing, but we'll see how it goes. I Talk Like a Pirate Day special on September 18th. Panama City Beach in October. The swashbucklers will be going there. DJs for PJs with the Seawolf privateers in October. I a couple more of those things that you can read down. And, of course, November 3 and 4, the quartermaster of the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, Mr. Leon, and his lovely fiance, Jean. We'll be getting married that weekend, so there'll be nothing more for us to do but have a good time that whole weekend. And lucky for us, and I did not change, nope, I did change it. Lucky for us, Pirates on the Edge in Edgewater, Florida has moved their date to November 11th, so we're back on. Look at all those dates there. Blackbeard's Ball, I advertised that real quick for ancient city privateers here in St. Augustine because their captain asked, and they are on there now. A winter holiday gala with Blue Lotus and the Ancient City Sirens in December the 2nd, Also, December the 2nd, a pancake breakfast with Santa and the elves up in Flagler. I'm not, sorry, down in Flagler. That's why I have a navigator, because I don't know up from down. Oh, well. (laughs) On that note, crew adventures on the horizon, that's that. We don't have anything we've completed. We've been having a, a lot of rest time, but we're moving into our season. Well, I think we've covered it all. And we did it all in ten minutes. Normally it takes me fourteen, <laughs> but I have such a great guest coming on. We want to give her more time to be on the show with us because once she sits down in that chair, I—it's better to have beauty here than the old old pirate here. So, on that note, Mr. Davy, you have a video highlight, correct? I do. So our guest tonight is Vesta Millard. All right. Millard. Millard, she says from the from the wings, but. We're going to show you a little video clip of some of her past work. Go ahead, Mr. Longwood.
1: If you want to, go ahead and come sit down.
0: Is there supposed to be sound to it, Mr. Davey? There it is. A
2: boy has come into harm's way. Ethan,
0: Ethan, you're a witch who worships safety. It's funny.
2: You know what's worse than a pissed-off witch? A pissed-off menopausal witch. Bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Show me what I need to know. Stand tall, my daughter, and embrace your magic with all of your being.
0: Good video, and ladies and gentlemen, here she is, Miss Vista Millard. That's it, that's right, right, Captain. Thank you so
2: much for having me. Well,
0: we're glad you could be here. We're looking forward to learning a few things, and we're going to drop a hint or two about some things we're working on in the future. Yes, that's right. So, she has some wonderful credits, uh, short movies, voiceovers, and some things maybe that you have even heard. Mr. Davey, oh, look at that. There's a great poster. Aye, On Blood Moon, that is, now is, and there's In the Cards? Mm-hmm. Now I the one that, the, that was the video we saw In the Cards? Any
2: Which Way. Any Which Way. Was okay. my first film, and an interesting coincidence, when I was looking through my calendar of events, this very day, July 17th, was our first day of filming for that movie right there, Any Which Way. Oh,
0: well, years very good, ago. two years ago. Yes. And look at the awards you've made.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that movie did very well, especially overseas in the uh, film festivals. That's the idea behind short filmmaking, is you're just trying to get a name for yourself. You're trying to get seen. You're trying to get recognition. And my message was one that a middle-aged woman can still be a leading lady. You shouldn't count us out just because we turn (laughs) 50 or 60.
0: Well, we won't talk about age. I always like to just counter that by telling everybody I was born in the year 1666. Perfect. All right, Which makes it much easier. There it is. So, In the card, Any Which Way was first? My first movie.
2: In the Cards was my second film.
0: And then the third one was... On Blood Moon. On Blood Moon. Which is
2: in post-production now. It's almost finished. That's why there's no
0: um, awards That's on it. That's right. It
2: hasn't been submitted and for anything. It, it's in post-production. Um, These movies are only a half an hour long, but would you believe that with everything, the score, the visual effects, the sound, the mixing, it takes about six months to finish a half an hour long movie?
0: I have just recently gotten into the idea of short movies because if you go on YouTube and put in the word dust, Dust is, an uh, I don't know what the acronym for it is, but it is a collection of sci-fi and horror movies, Hmm. short ones. There are some that are as short as five minutes, and there are some that are as long as 40.
2: Smile uh, is a movie, one of those movies that it started out as a 14-minute film. Its director and the concept were discovered, and then he managed to get financial backing and was able to make a full-length feature movie after just a short so you see it can happen, and Smile was very well uh, reviewed. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I haven't,
0: but I will go look it up now. So we have a great question here already from Nightingale in Florida. Where can we find your movies? How, how is it best that they can find them? On YouTube. On YouTube, so yeah, you the can use any of those, those the first two titles, so any which way, mm-hmm. and in the cards. Correct. So you can go and put those titles in your search engine in YouTube, and that's where you'll find them at.
2: And if you can't find them, let me know and I will send you a direct link.
0: And we have um, an email for that so if anybody wants to contact Vesta about all the things that she does. uh, Besides the movies though you've done voiceovers for commercials.
2: I did radio for 30 years. Did you really? Yes. Oh so that's something we have in common. Worked at a variety of markets including Manhattan and uh, the tri-state area, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey. And uh, that's where I got my start in both Knowing how to read copy for commercials, and also I got to interview a lot of very famous music stars as well
0: Who's the most famous or who was your most favorite?
2: I would have to say Cher. Cher. She is just so lovely and down-to-earth and dear the thing that I had to kind of wrestle my conscience with is is that Not always do talent and being nice go hand in hand
0: no. So no.
2: sometimes when you meet like somebody that you've been fanning about, and they turn out to not be so terrific, but they're still good at their job, they're still a good actress or a comedian or a musician, um, I can give examples.
0: Um, we, we had Steve Sellers on our show three weeks ago, Mr. Davey? Yes. yes. And he's a writer and producer for many television shows out in Hollywood, and, and we talked about this exact subject about mm-hmm. meeting celebrities and he says that he has met many 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 celebrities but he really does judge them more not necessarily on their talent but how they actually treat people in the public eye. That's right. And it's very important. I mean when I I, I lived in Vegas for over 20 years I met some great people out there. I also met some celebrities that
2: are not so nice. Not so nice,
0: and and it actually turns me off to even want to want to watch anything they do anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure, it really does ruin it for me when I meet an actor and and they're they're just rude as all hell. And who wants to? If you Steve can't take Cedars. time, oh, did yes. I say sellers? You said sellers. Did I really? Uh-huh. My apologies. I hope he's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hey, blinding. Hey, so yes, it does change your opinion of them when you meet them. I. I, I Couple of good ones. Um, uh, Richard Roundtree was a wonderful. He was a gentleman all the way. We played poker a lot together. Oh wow! Um, so that was that was interesting. Um, and there's one that I really don't like, and I can't think of his name. Um, gosh, I hate it when I can't think of their names. I, I he he did a movie, a, a horror movie um, about a hotel room that was haunted and he stayed in the hotel room to prove it wasn't in it and it turned out to be haunted. turned out to be haunted and i can't think of it For, like the movie was like named after the hotel room oh, really? or something oh okay so his name will come to me in a few minutes and, and some of my listeners they probably will catch it if they caught the fact that i didn't say sears and sellers properly well we'll see what happens if they catch anything else that's the good thing about having all these watchers. I have, they're on my, right. I'm on my toes. They're on your sure. case. They're on they're your on tail. They're on my case everywhere. That's it. So uh, let's talk about some of your voiceovers that you've done. You've done com- commercials.
2: I just did one for Ford. I And I sent it to Davey. I don't know if he, he has it, but I just did a commercial for Ford.
0: Do you have that one, Davey? Uh, He's I'm looking, looking for, right now, I can tell. I am sure
1: I'm do- I
2: can pull it up while you guys are.
0: All right. See if you can pull it up. So. Um, what radio stations did you work for up in New York?
2: Uh, well, I started on a little 500 watt daytimer, AM, called WVOX in New Rochelle in Westchester County. Wow. And I went from there to WCCC AM, and then I went to the FM in Hartford, Connecticut, and I just missed Howard Stern because he worked there for a time. And he went to Detroit, and then I came into the Connecticut station in Hartford. And then from there, WRCH in Farmington. And from there, WECN in Bridgeport. And from there, Walk FM on Long Island. And from there, Light FM in New York City.
0: Wow. That's a long list of records. It, well, R-C-H, it's
2: then. that amasses 30 years. Uh, you so know you what? started
0: when you were three.
2: Right. right. And there were records. Yes. Records are making a comeback. And I, I love that idea of people embracing vinyl again. There's such a tactile thing to dropping a needle on a record. You know, you get cue burn. It's true, but it's it's just a wonderful listening experience.
0: When I was in the military and stationed in Japan in the uh, '70s, buying turntables was the big deal. Oh, sure. I had, I had two turntables on a stereo set. Here we go. Davy's found it. Let's see if we can play it up there.
1: You want me to go ahead and run it?
0: Go ahead, Mr. Davy.
2: Okay. okay. That's, uh, any which one. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's- Hi! You're positively glowing. Now, if that's a glamour, I need that spell. I didn't just become a witch. I tuned into who and what I really am.
0: You haven't developed feelings for that witch, have you?
2: Did you put some sort of spell on you? The Dark Brotherhood is an all-male mystical fellowship which traces its origin back to ancient Europe. I saw these dark hooded figures in my crystal ball. There's been
1: another murder. Why would the murderer take time to carve these runes into their forehead?
2: Whoever's doing this is using magical symbols to make a statement. Rune. Oh. Show me what I desire. Tara, whoever did this is a real sick one. Magic, I'll find a way. We'll find a way. No, Very good. That was my second
0: That was the that second movie. movie. That wasn't the voiceover, Mr. Davy, but that's all no, right. That was well. only two that I got sent. Ah, well... You no, know,
2: there's a Ford commercial in there somewhere. We'll
0: see if we can find it. <laughs> that's okay. All right. So... You've done two, you've got one in the works, and you're, you're, you've you're written a script for a fourth one.
2: I sure have. And it will involve pirates.
0: And it will involve pirates and witches.
2: Two rebels. Yes. Talk about nonconformists. Very good.
0: And um, we're going to have several pirates that are locally known here be a part of that. And uh, I will not be Captain Mayhem in the movie. I'm Captain Bartholomew... Redding. Redding.
2: Based on Bartholomew Roberts, but prior to when he was alive.
0: And it just happens to be that... um, Bartholomew Roberts is one of the pirates that I look at and, and enjoy learning the history of, and use him as my example for, for pirate history. I right, put that one back up there that Athena just said. I just missed it. What was that? Athena, it looks very interesting. Payback. I, I love it. Payback's a witch. Yes, that's a good one. Pay Payback's a witch. Everybody's going to like that one. Very good. So uh, now all of my uh, all all the ladies around me are all going to be saying, "Payback's a witch." Better watch out. Thank you very much. That's just what I needed. So
2: <laughs> There's there's so much synergy in what I've been doing. And even when I met you, the same thing. It, it's You know, you get that feeling that things are just being given to you, set up so that things will progress in a certain way. And that's how I felt with, well, my life, but also my career, and especially my movies, because I'm, I'm new to this game. I haven't been doing this very long at all. And my primary purpose was to make the transition from acting on stage to acting for film, which is very different. It's a lot
0: different, a lot more different. So let's let's go to the the acting on stage. You've done Broadway or live theater? Off-Broadway. Off Broadway. Mm-hmm.
2: And I d- I've done Shakespeare. Uh, I studied in London, and I was luckily cast in very early on in a production of Romeo and Juliet.
0: And what, which part did you play? Juliet. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Well, that always has a sad ending though. <laughs> yeah, everybody that? dies.
2: Ah, yes. <laughs> everybody dies. Yes. And every Shakespeare play.
0: That's true. The, the, the tragedies. Death is the tragedy that Shakespeare wrote about constantly. Well, least.
2: it's the ultimate end. It is. You know, like the Chrissy Hyde and the Pretenders song, Time the Avenger. It, it's something that we all have to do eventually.
0: So, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Very good.
2: And, and try learning Shakespeare, because if you mess up a line, you know, good luck trying to get that line there's back. There's no, back. Ad,
0: there's no ad living in Shakespeare. No, and, um, no, and, there uh, is not. Um, I, speaking of of, of plays, um, our good friends at the Sea Wolf Privateers will be doing their mystery dinner theater mm. again coming up. The show times or the show dates are August fourth and fifth. Um, probably. Davy, you don't know this, but I'm in their play. Oh! I, they, um, they had some problems getting a, a, an actor or two and asked if I'd come down and help. So I'm playing a crazy pirate. Oh! It's not a long stretch. <laughs> not a long stretch. You'll have to work on that. Um, I'm playing a crazy pirate. His name is Bartholomew. Also, no. Uh, I don't know. I mean? have, there must be something going on here. Bartholomew Manatee, and and, and he was shipwrecked and married a mermaid, but everybody else knows the mermaid is just a manatee. Oh no! (laughs) So it's pretty, it's, I'm only in the last three or four lines of the third act, and I'm in most of the fourth act, but it's a short act, because I'm also the one that helps decide and figure out who the murderer was. Oh, that's funny. You're actually, your character, Jolly Roger, is mentioned in this play a couple of times. Oh. So it's kind of like a sequel to the Jolly Roger play. So um, I'm helping the Seawolf privateers out on that. So I, I, you know, when I, all I've ever done is improv. That's all I've wow, ever wow. done. Wow. Well, magic that's, and improv. And, and
2: that's, uh, that can be very challenging. That really puts you on your game.
0: It does. It does. And if you have a if you, if you have a bad spot, pulling out of the bad spot is, is, is a challenge. So when we opened the Colonial Quarter, they decided to do a play there. and I. Was in the play, and I was scared to death because I'd never memorized lines before in my life. I never had to. And um, my good friend um, Grimm, um, he was the one that we, we took, a, took a play that had been given to us that was really, really bad and rewrote it. Um, and we spent a whole weekend, he, he and I, rewriting it. And he thought it was hilariously funny that the first 20 minutes of the play. I'm laying there. I play the part of a of a wise old magician in a traveling <laughs> a traveling troupe in the 16, 1700s. Oh
2: my! But kind of I'm,
0: like a bard. Yeah, it. Was, I, and I was a drunk. Oh. So I spend the first twenty minutes of the show sleeping on a bale of costumes in the middle of the stage while the rest of the show is going. The on The action around is me. going on. Yeah. And talk about laying there for twenty minutes listening to everything, and it, it was a challenge. It was, but it was fun. And, So I learned something, and so now I've enjoyed getting involved in some theater, um, as long as I don't have to memorize everything, so. Well, you have
2: a presence about you, and and, and a marvelous speaking voice, I think. Um, and I, you know, it was just kind of a synergistic thing when I got to meet you. Well,
0: we met, we met under two circumstances.
2: A yard sale. We were having, (laughs) the
0: crew was having a big yard sale here, and we were selling off, a lot of the crew was selling off, props and costumes which somebody happened to buy a bunch of them. oh yeah but you came here on the advice of a good friend of both of ours jim stafford jim stafford of eclipse studios and i've done some things with jim some voiceovers with him for a couple of the local things and then during covid he opened his studio up to a lot of the performers here. Mm-hmm. I know. I was the only non-musician that took advantage of that. All the rest of them were musicians, but he let me do a, a, a magic video that they oh. put out there. And if people watched it and wanted to donate, they could. And it brought in a little bit of extra help during COVID for us. That was a
2: wonderful thing to put the spotlight on local musicians uh, because they work so hard. And we have so much talent here in St. Augustine.
0: Oh, it's amazing the talent we have. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when you did your your first two movies you didn't do them in this area did you No I
2: did, did Absol- you? absolutely absolutely oh you bet see uh, my friend has a horse farm and that is where we did a lot of the exterior scenes for any which way um, I really don't like to film in parks because you need the permits and you right. need insurance and the liability and so there's so many things to consider so I mean People on a low budget, when you're making a film, you're going to pull in every friend that you have. Hey, right. can I shoot in your living room? Hey, can I shoot in your backyard? will Well, you've you utilize... even talk about
0: using my bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, because my bar has that or the ship's, the captain's cabin, because I'm a captain that is going to protect the witch. Yes. And so we have the captain's cabin, we have the bar here. So we have two scenes. With a little bit of change, we can make them fit.
2: I know. And, and you've got to be, you know, able to think on a dime, you know, and use whatever you have, and props, and, you know, the thing is, with a, a, an historical movie, um, you, you try to be as accurate as you can, you do. but it's not like I'm going to go into a thrift store and find something from the 1600s, No. so I'm, I'm hoping that I can, as an independent filmmaker, that I can get away with it and not be so... Historically accurate, because I'm not working with a Hollywood budget. I wish I were, but
0: no. And you, and when you're putting together these things, the same when we do picture shoots. Also, we want to do these picture shoots with, like, for the crew, and we want to do individual, not like headshots, but mm-hmm. but every one of the crew wants to have their own really nice picture that they can show off to everybody. Sure. And whatever else, but you don't want anything modern in the background when you're doing the picture. Right, and that means electrical outlets. Cords, computers,
2: televisions—you y- know—you start to spot things like that if you're if you're filming. And
0: then when you're doing the filming, you, you also have to watch out for power poles and electrical lines and and antennas. And sure.
2: And then when you're doing the sound, if it's a period movie, you can't have planes right in the background or uh, lawnmowers or chainsaws or anything. <laughs> it's,
0: it's always hilarious to watch some of the old movies. Um, one of my favorites is a John Wayne movie and the name of it escapes me but it's a long shot and John Wayne's riding his horse mm-hmm. and off in the distance you see a truck going up oh, in the no. background and they never caught it and left it in the movie. That's amazing. Blooper. So the, the, and there are a lot of movies that are like that. Um, and, uh, so you really have to be careful and you can't catch everything.
2: No and I, I know I'm just going to say that thrift stores are your friend. They are. You know for for a pirate movie that I, I can tell my extras and this is going back in time to the 1600s. You know, go to a thrift store, go to Goodwill, go to Haven, right here in uh, St. Augustine. They have a marvelous array of clothes. Um, get a long peasant skirt and a, and a peasant blouse, and you're you're pretty good to go. We'll throw a shawl over you, and the hats. They would wear a bonnet or a kerchief. Um, so we're doing in this fourth movie. It's going to be mostly country folk that are the extras. There's no court scenes, there's no hoop skirts or grand, you know, costume things that I have to worry about. We had that in the third movie and in the third movie I'm dealing with fairies and we shot at Flagler in the Flagler dining hall. It was absolutely magnificent, so beautiful. So you try to get a location that works, something that will embody all of the qualities and characteristics
0: that you need. Well, you've just given me two ideas for, for themes for our podcast now. I think we should do, and we have some dates in November that we might be able to, or we can wait until 2024, but I think we should do an episode, and Davey and, and, and Gunnar, think about this one for a minute. What if we did an episode that was on how to build your own costumes, Ooh. and we gave credit and a listing to all the thrift stores in St. Augustine where you could actually go and start looking. And just have some examples of things because all of us started that way. Sure. And I think that would be a really good that's show. An what do you think? Idea. I
1: like it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think you can so. give
2: credit to. I think there are some eight or nine thrift stores right here in St. Augustine. Oh yeah,
0: there are some great thrift stores here. Um, so that's the first idea I've got. The other idea I have is that we're we've actually talked about this movie that we're going to do, Mm -hmm. that you're you're having me do, I say we're going to do, but it's your movie, but we're going to be in it. We should do a podcast on uh, some of that, not necessarily um, the movie itself, but leading up to it. How did you pick scenes and how did you pick Mm -hmm. locations and and all the things that go in with with it? Because podcasting and short movies are not far apart from each other. That's correct. Podcasting is, is... is live you have to make plans for what we want to do and we try to keep our podcasting um, in the genre of a pilot captain's quarters sure but we you know we take it outside of this we go to Dick's Wings for our annual holiday party I
2: want to come to that and we want you to come to that
0: (laughs) November 13th in fact Um, but and we will do some when we do ancient city con We'll do some, a bunch of videos, and then the night after Ancient City Con, the Monday night after that weekend, we'll use all those videos and just create a show. And in fact, it may even be, the, almost the whole show may be automated so we can have a, have a night off. Yeah, that would be so, nice. So that gives us two ideas, a, a show leading up to mm-hmm. your show or your movie, and a show all about costuming and helping people out with their costumes. I think that would be a really good one too, and I, maybe it would bring some people in. And we could go to each one of the um, thrift stores, make sure we tell them we're going to mention them and see if maybe we can't get a little bit of extra plunder out of each one of them to add to what we're doing.
2: And something else that's amazing about our local thrift stores is they each benefit a charity. That's true. Safe helps with the animals. As does Ayla's Acres. Um, Then there's Goodwill. And then there's Haven, which helps out with Hospice, which is a a main concern for so many people here in Florida.
0: And then there's the one at the the far northern end of town. St. Vincent de Paul.
2: Yes, that helps with poverty.
0: And and that's a good one if you need... um, Glasses. Glasses. (laughs) Glassware. Glassware, or actually older not quite antique, but antique-looking furniture.
2: It's amazing what you can find in thrift stores, and it's really been a godsend or a goddess send to, to uh, my fellow movie makers because you have to be clever, you have to be creative, you have to make it work, and and that's actually integral to everything and everyone's business, but so especially a film budget. I'm
0: going to sneeze in a minute. And I Uh-oh. apologize.
2: I <laughs> That was, that was eight sneezes.
0: I don't get away. Uh, my crew, oh, like my, eight my, bells? My, my crew sneezes. knows? I don't get away with less than eight. Oh,
2: no.
1: Really,
0: believe it or not. My apologies, everyone, but I can't just turn it off. Now you know why the rum is always gone. Thank you, Mr. Davy. I still have <laughs> some in my <laughs> And on that note, we'll go ahead and have us a sip. Cheers. I, and we always like to tell everybody what we're drinking. So tonight, oh, yes. I took, took the liberty of making sure it was a, a light, easy, something <laughs> flavorful, for our guest.
2: Like a milkshake.
0: And it is. It's a mango rum from Blue Chair, which is Kenny Chesney, and it's very good. Okay. Well Aye. here's to Kenny here's and to his Kenny. next album. Aye, there you go. Hope All
2: he's right. watching. And and he can back one of my movies too, if he would like.
0: So your first one, your second one is out, your third one's gonna be out soon. Yes. Are they tied together?
2: My character is what ties it together. Uh, Again, speaking to the lack of funding and budgets, I'm paying for these movies myself with my voiceover work and um, pretty much getting it done. I work with a lot of people out of Full Sail, which is an incredible uh, technical college for film production and television production. So these are young guys that have put in the work and now they need a body of work and a resume to go along with it. You can't just go out to uh, even Atlanta or Hollywood or New York and say you're a lighting designer. They're going to want to see what you've done. Right. So they're invested 100% in what I'm doing. So that's amazing. I get a very reasonable crew, and, and they want to do the best job possible. So And everyone wants to, to do the best job possible.
0: So have you already started thinking about five?
2: No, not not yet. I, I want to work on four. Um, and and these ideas I mean they just they just come to me but my character unites these scenarios instead of making a full-length feature film of two and a half hours which I do not have the money to do my idea was to make three little movies a half an hour long each comprising 90 minutes and and just putting them together almost like television episodes with recurring characters and so it's coming to fruition it's happening so are you the
0: only recurring character in all three of them i'm one of them the goddess
2: hecate is also very important to these movies Um, that is the goddess of witches and she is a kind goddess but she can be merciless so there's there's something to that because really witchcraft is a metaphor for stepping into your power and that's what women were robbed of for so long especially in in ancient times
0: well you even have because we've talked about it and we've also read a few lines already but you've told me pretty much the entire mm-hmm. scripting you even have a section in there where the and I don't want to give too much away we can talk this, about um, but there's a there's a scene in there where the Puritans I think they're Puritans right yes they're the ones that have made all these decisions that all these women are evil and you have the the drowning of a, of a witch and the, the way that they used to test
2: women to see if they were innocent or guilty or not would be to strap them to a chair and then throw that chair into a body of water. And if that poor lady sank, which was generally the outcome, then she was innocent but also dead. And if she by chance burst her bonds and was able to get away from the chair and swim or float, then she had to be in league with the devil. So either way, it was pretty much a lose-lose proposition.
0: And, and it's ironically hypocritical, to use both words at the same time, it's ironically hypocritical that these, these men that were so powerful. powerful, I wasn't going to use that word, I was going to use, they were so pious and chaste, mm-hmm. except that they were this was, they were evil. This is what they were doing and they were evil.
2: It was all about a lack of inclusion. Any person, and and men were accused as well, but anyone that was too wealthy, too smart, or too handsome or beautiful could be accused of witchcraft. And it was really to get them out of the way and seize their lands or holdings and money.
0: So did you do any research up in Massachusetts for
2: all of this? I've been to Salem, yes I have. Oh, very good. And, and it's it's gotten a little touristy, but it still has its merits. And we should always learn about such horrible things in history so they can never be repeated again. It's important to remember uh, what people did to one another because it's at times atrocious.
0: Well, it's, it's the one thing that actually hammers home the point that we're supposed to learn from our history.
2: And you have taught me so much. Um, I try to take a kernel of truth and then extrapolate all the characters are, are fiction. But they're based a lot of time on real life characters. And when I came to see you at the Pirate Museum, and you taught me all about what pirates really are, what they were about, and so many myths. It's the same with witches. Absolutely. People, people believe what they have heard, or they're taught, or they're myths. That they have bought into, or through the media, like Pirates of the Caribbean um, or Charmed, which I happen to love.
0: But um, oh, I, I thought that was a good, good television it series. Was. I loved it. I, it, it, it was well done. It had some great imagination in it. It did use some of the, the concepts of witches, and the Charmed ones were the ones fighting the evil people. So yes. that was. So, it's
2: powerful women, and, yeah. and that, that's what the metaphor is. And and what you taught me about pirates, uh, that there was no drinking on board, that they took oaths to protect women and children. I mean, I don't think the average person knows anything about pirates except what they've been shown in the media.
0: And, and a lot of people will argue with those points and any other points about pirate history because of the media, because of movies. Um, and so I will always give an extra line of that is that just because there's rules and and we're talking about the the maybe the more positive side of pirates or the more positive side of witches mm-hmm. there are always bad apples in every group. Oh sure. Um, and I'll make this point because of the Puritans that were in it and, and the Puritans in history. I firmly and I've said this many times, I firmly believe that people of all walks of life in all of our levels of life, where we're all just common everyday people, of course, if it was not for the extremists mm-hmm. in the different religions, whether it's it's Christianity or Judaism or or, or Muslim or or, or uh, pagan or anything that you can think of, there are extremists that fully believe, and they're the ones that create the habit. negativity and the havoc in mm-hmm. the, sure. uh, the bed, pardon me, and the bedlam. And that makes it really tough for people to, to accept the others. I mean, the, the perfect example is, and we always try, I always have to put this caveat in here, we always try not to make this a very political show at all. But over the last, since 9-11, uh, Muslims have, have had a very bad mm-hmm. situation in life. Because everybody judges everybody by the, by the, the ones that make... Make the most noise and the ones that create the most havoc and the ones that do the most damage. You judge everybody else in that culture. Mm-hmm. It's the same with pirates. Everybody judges all the pirates based on the fact that they, they see pirates downtown drinking and, and cutting up and not knowing the difference between when you should tell a, a, a an adult joke in front of a child or not, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Those kind of things, you know.
2: Have a bad reputation. It does. And so I, they generalize and think all pirates are absolutely. that
0: way. Absolutely. Same with witches, yes. same with Christianity, same with 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 uh, a- any Religious group culture set. Um, I always tell everybody that that um, the Jackson Five really had it backwards when they did the song "One Bad Apple Don't Spoil the Whole Bunch." Mm-hmm. It's exactly opposite. Of One bad apple will spoil the whole bunch until you can get the information and the history and the lessons out there.
2: And that's why you're so amazing as a researcher. And I mean, you're my Source, you are history for me, so that I, I try to get these things right and at least put some aspects of pirate life. I will be putting it into my fourth movie
0: because you have pirates that, and and we we do always talk about pirates on the show, ladies and gentlemen. But we ha- you have pirates that, if you think about it, and we used to do a, a, a used when I was working with with a friend of mine, we used to do a series of, of four pirates that we would do. As lecturers away from the pirate mm-hmm. museum, okay. Samuel Bellamy was a pirate for love. Yes. Blackbeard was a pirate because of his ego. Oh. Bartholomew Roberts was a pirate for finances and, and intelligence. Um, they all had their own reasons for, for why they were pirates. They weren't all just pirates because they wanted to be bad. Captain, who is the nun you talked about last podcast that you said was a witch? Want to look her up? Ah, very good. Um, that was Santa Teresa. Hmm. She was um, to catch you up on that there's a rum named Santa Teresa Rum and I bought it one time and I, the reason I bought it was because I started reading the history Santa Teresa was a nun in Diadolese, Spain Okay. in the same decades of Pedro Menendez hmm. so it's very possible that this nun knew Pedro Menendez that
2: sounds like a movie in the
0: right? making <laughs> and so then Pedro Menendez comes here the Catholic Church what's the word they use when you, you when you make somebody a saint you canonize them. canonize them the reason they she was a pagan oh wow but the reason that the Catholic Church kept her within the Catholic Church mm-hmm. as a nun mm-hmm. was because she was administering her faith of both Christianity and 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 the the me- medical side of paganism okay okay medicinal the medicinal herbs. side the herbs she was administering to all the women in, the, in that part of Spain. And the Catholic Church, in their wisdom, thought, this is a good thing. Yes. We shouldn't ruin this. That's right. And because she did so much, they made her a saint. So there is Santa Teresa rum. And it's a really good rum. And, <laughs> that's uh, good, too. It is. It's very good rum. And so that's her. And you can look her up if you like. And But th- there's an example right there. All these, you know... The minute you say pagan, or the minute you say witchcraft, or the minute you say, everybody automatically goes to um, Satan. Satan, and devil worshipping, and, and and some of the, the... Because those are the things that are in the movies, those that are the ha, things has, that get the most publicity. Yeah,
2: it has nothing to do with that, and, and, and again, that's what I'm trying to do with my movies. In the first film, Any Which Way, uh, I thought about what would happen if a woman had a vision that a child was in danger and she happened to be a witch. How are you going to prove you can't go into a police station and say, I have a, I had a vision in my crystal ball? They'd laugh you out of the station. So this witch has to take matters into her own hands and get involved. So that was the whole premise of the first movie. In the second movie, uh, there's an evil cult that are committing murders. And and they want to blame the witches, so they want to frame the witches for murders they are committing.
0: And there you go to that point that we just made, that there is always a select group of people that are doing the uglies that ruins everybody else.
2: Sure, and they get a lot of noise. They get a lot of publicity that way also.
0: The squeaky Um, wheel always gets the yes. unfortunately.
2: (laughs) I I mean, and this really comes down to filmmaking, that, that creative filmmaking always should try to make a difference and try to be cathartic yeah you want to be entertaining as well but if you can sneak a message in there too or if you can speak up for your tribe about inclusion about about just being who you are and not being judged and vilified for that that goes for pirates it goes for witches oh thank you <laughs> thank you so much
0: Put that uh, back up there i missed it see i i i keep looking back and forth oh very nice very good
2: witchcraft is a nature religion and we believe all nature is sacred. The Native Americans felt the same way. Every rock, every tree, every stream, all of that has meaning and importance.
0: So did a lot of the tribes and clans of Ireland, Scotland and England before they became unified under under one king. Well we
2: had the druids too. You, had the you, druids. Th- you know all of this, this neo-paganism, it, it's it's amazing when you research it and you get into it and then you think well I can take maybe little bits and pieces and relate it to myself. I call it PBS, a personal belief system. You shouldn't have to think one way or another. Take what works for you, what resonates with you, what's important to you, and then that way just try to be a good person, live a good life.
0: Well, one of the things I also, and I say this a lot when I doing when I am doing tours in the museum because some of the things we talk about in the Pirate Museum tours is, is things that are not what everybody thinks pirates did, you know, walking the plank and standing around saying, ah. Yeah, and too much (laughs) eyeliner. Yeah, eyeliner and and burying treasure. But I tell everybody in my tour, you are free to believe or not believe me. Mm -hmm. I am not offended if you don't believe me because I truly believe that nothing in history is absolute. That's true. Especially prior to the invention of recording device or photographic equipment, mm-hmm. everything we have to understand and study history is the written word or documentation or politi- political papers or diaries or letters, which or can be subjective and not very objective. subjective because they're biased. Of course. Which then you have to go around and make sure everybody understands. I said biased, I didn't say racist, because some people don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. But bias just means that. The letter that I might have written from the Civil War to my mother at home, that letter is in my frame of mind of what I've experienced. That's right. It's not everything all encompassing about my unit in the Civil War or the war going on or the battles going on. It's my particular experience. It's your little slice. It's that it. That's it. That you are going through. So you're free to disbelieve, but I then say, we have three things, at least, that we should use when we're studying history. Obviously, science, which is the reading of the documentation and the facts that we have. Okay. All right. Common sense.
2: I was going to say an open mind and an open
0: heart. Which falls with common sense, okay. absolutely. Right. And, believe it or not, human nature, the understanding of human nature.
2: That's a good one. You, sure. If you,
0: if you take all three of those and you take something that somebody has told you and go, OK, maybe, mm-hmm. but my common sense says, I don't think so. And what I think about human nature tells me that's, not, that's probably not true.
2: You know, a good example of that would be the Revolutionary War here in America. Uh, and and I, I love history, uh, as you do, but 1776, there were so many people that did not want to break away from Absolutely. England. I mean, England provided for them you know, England was caring for them and those were the loyalists. So think about those men and women and how brave they must have been to, I mean, they were a bunch of rebels and miscreants. What's that expression? Good girls never make history. That's right. And good boys never make history.
0: So you if you, if you look at any slice of history that you want to, you can find the bad in it all the time. Of course. Um, but, and again, trying to make sure we don't go to any political stance here, but if you talk to some people in this country, you would have thought from their understanding of everything Mm -hmm. that the United States of America created slavery in this world. And it's been going on since the very dawn of time. And and in fact, in some other times in history, it was worse than it was here. Mm -hmm. So, without being political and argumentative with anybody, People just have to understand that things come, I was going to say full circle, they haven't come full circle on certain subjects, but you have to look at things in a frame of mind that that you're accepting of the idea that what you positively think you know is probably not positively what you actually know. That's true. And you have to look at it from an open heart, common sense, human nature. Yes. and sprinkle a little science in there because that hope, changes too.
2: And you hope you learn a lesson so that you can evolve and transcend and that mistakes that were made in the past are never made again. And history helps us try to understand that, I think. And so does filmmaking.
0: I've had some wonderful conversations with people. Think about this. I've done, we believe, we're still researching all my, my last 11 and a half years at the Fire Museum, but it's going to come out to be about somewhere by the end of the year. Around nine thousand five hundred tours.
2: Oh my goodness! That's A lot of tours. That's incredible. But
0: I've had conversations with people that have come into the museum who are from other countries. Mm-hmm. And maybe their their version of America is skewed. Their versionism is, in some cases, is skewed. But I have found out that they're open. They're accepting. They want to understand other things, one of the reasons they leave their own country and come here. It's one of those things that I firmly believe that um, almost everybody in the United States should have to be made to go live 9 to 12 months in a foreign country yes. and mm-hmm. understand what it's really like. And the culture and, and, the, and the mindset. The Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: And the dog is...
0: Where's the dog? Uh,
2: would that be Davy? Uh, Navigator Davy is now morphed into oh. a is that a bear no that's Dog. the, monkey. That's, a the monkey? <laughs> monkey that's
0: the powder monkey oh. that's the powder monkey yeah every once in a while the powder monkey comes and throws davy out of the chair and, and takes over oh and, that's amazing so that's so the powder monkey.
2: where's davy davy's probably
0: laying on the floor with a knot on his head right now oh is that right either that or either that or he got hit in the head with a banana
2: i was thinking maybe this could parlay into a, a new sponsor yeah chiquita bananas,
0: chiquita bananas. <laughs> there you are <laughs> so yeah that's the powder monkey and if you come to any of our events, ladies and gentlemen, you'll always have a chance to take a picture with the Powder Monkey. He's usually more popular than me, me or Davey. Most of the time, everybody wants to hang out with the pot, the, the, the Powder Monkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okay. So, it's always good. So you've been doing all of this in the t- entertainment world. How long have you lived in St. Augustine? Seven years. Really?
2: I, I came down to kind of care for my elderly parents. And we lost my dad two years ago. It'll be two years this fall. I dedicated the first film to him, and he never got to see it finished. So I hope he's watching. I'm sure he is. And my mother is 96. Wow. She was a Broadway actress. Was she really? Yes, she did a lot of shows with Gwen Verdon. She did Damn Yankees, New Girl in Town, Make-A-Wish, countless others. But she was such a lovely actress and so beautiful. Um, I look like my dad, I don't look like her, but she was just, she was a singer and an actress and I guess she got me kind of started on this path. Uh, I did radio uh, because I thought it was a steady job, you know, that I actually got a paycheck for talking. I thought, wow, this is a great gig. I play some music, I
0: do the weather. So are you a big, big fan of old, older, older movies? Black and white? Maybe, uh, uh, let me throw this name in and, and tell you about the time I'm thinking. Black and white, obviously, for sure, but like the other night I was sitting here, as I do often, when I'm sitting around here at home and I'm just wanting to relax, I turn YouTube on mm-hmm. and I just, I'll throw a name up there and then the the search engine will give you all this stuff. Okay. I'm a huge Danny Kaye fan.
2: Oh, okay, sure.
0: Huge Danny mm-hmm. Kaye fan. That was and a so, talented performer. And, and I saw, and and this was amazing to me, I didn't know it existed. There was a Danny Kaye clip from a movie he did, and in the clip was Louis Armstrong, Glenn Miller, uh, uh, Gene Krupa, uh, all the greats of the music. I guess the movie, I don't even know what the movie was, I don't remember, but it was just about a 15 minute clip, and it was just amazing to see all the heroes, because I I was, Mm -hmm. was in music when I was younger, all the heroes of music were in that, you know, it was really something. So that's a um, time capsule, that's a time capsule, right? right absolutely. There. And it my was,
2: dad played with the big bands, did
0: he really? Uh-huh. My step grandfather was the first chair trombonist for the Jackie Gleason Orchestra. In wow, Miami.
2: oh my goodness! And I, I used to watch that show yeah. as a kid, yeah.
0: yeah. The and June
2: I, Taylor dancers, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. and they do that aerial photo of the of the they'd make all these designs yeah. like a spirograph, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, fun. So,
0: uh, and so. The reason I ask is is there anything in your in your past from what well, obviously if your mom did Broadway your mother did Broadway but is there anything in your past from that era from black and white let's say up to the 1960s okay mm. uh, is there anything that has inspired you or that you are, uh, that you follow along with that, that inspired you to do what you do or to, that might have propelled you into doing what you're doing
2: I you know it's funny um my taste In movies uh, one of my first movie heroes was Errol Flynn and and now there was someone that had a racy uh, backstory personal life okay so we won't go there but um, as a dashing hero uh, in Robin Hood and Olivia de Havilland uh, an amazing actress you know and even you know changing themes for a second gone with a wind when you think about what they went through to film that movie and it was epic. I mean, these men were creating history on the screen. Oh. And that, that of course depicted slavery and the southern plantation life and, and the gumption of, of Scarlett O'Hara, who, who is a, an amazing heroine. And the idea that they're people, that they're not just because Scarlett O'Hara is not, I mean, she has some bad attributes as well, vanity and, and laziness. And, and her situation forces her to change. So, I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to do on a much smaller scale.
0: So there's things like that. Gone with the Wind, um, The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah, and which lost out to, to uh, Gone with the Wind. Yes. C- came out the same year, 1939.
0: And they were just, they were, they were frontiers mm-hmm, absolutely. that they were just edging into. I mean, the whole concept that the first part of, there's Robin Hood right there. Oh, wow, well, thank that. you. Davey's pretty quick about that. Oh, my. I mean, uh, uh, Wizard of Oz, the first part of the movie is filmed in black and white and then switches to the color because of the, the fantasy type of it. Based
2: on the, I think it was Frank Baum, uh, mm-hmm. B-A-U-M, all of his books. And and there was much more that was not included. and And... There we have the first example of a witch with green skin. Yep. So my question to you, Captain, is this. Tell me why, historically, witches are characterized as having green skin. Hmm. And there's a real reason.
0: Does it have anything to do with the cauldron and the and the No,
2: no. it has to do with being sick and being ill. All of these women going back to the burning times in Salem and also in England which is where my movie, my next film is being set, 1640s, um, they had their own witch persecution times but these women were taken away from their families, their husbands, their children and they were locked up in these jails and the conditions in these jails were absolutely horrid. They weren't fed. Uh, There was vermin, rats and mice and roaches probably too and they were raped and they were very sick. So a lot of times they never even made it to the gallows or the stake and they died in these horrific jail cells where they were being um, kept. So that is an historical association of witches having green skin, their pallor, they would be so sickly that they would lose all of the the, uh, peachy tones in their skin. Wow. So there's a direct connotation of what literally happened and then how we depicted it in the movies. And you know it's funny because when you go back in time, there's a a great book out about witchcraft in movies called Lights, Camera, Witchcraft, I believe. It just came out. And this wonderful woman that wrote the book details how witches were perceived. And generally, it was either as an old ugly crone or as a seductress, as a, as a sexy vamp. And and there really wasn't much room in between. So I think uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Charmed, both the original series and now there's a, a new reboot of the series. I haven't
0: seen the reboot.
2: Are, are changing how witches are depicted. And if you think of it just as a metaphor for being powerful, being in control, um, that's our power right now. That—that's who we can be. Is the best versions of ourselves.
0: So, let's ask.
2: <laughs> oh, Witch Hazel which Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Yep, absolutely.
0: Davy, you just really do a good job. Oh. So how about?
2: I love Witch Hazel. How
0: about the three witches that have become so popular?
2: Hocus. Hocus Pocus. Hocus. Yes. Well, you have look at the actresses playing.
0: Well, Bette Midler. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Sarah Sarah one of Jessica my favorites. Parker. I'm a big fan of And um, the third one. Uh, Kathy Najimy. Yeah, she's a, she's a great actor, and she's done, her list of accomplishments is just as good if, if of the as the other two. Oh, movies. absolutely. I mean, Brilliant character actor So she's a wonderful character actor. I liked her in, in, in also in the movies, when she did the, the movies with the nuns and Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh. She was wonderful in those. But, so, as... Disney does oh oh boy (laughs) they take these things because for a perfect example The Little Mermaid the original Little Mermaid book was not really a children's story
2: no and and it's actually pretty tragic Hans Hans Christian Andersen yes
0: same with um, same with witches Disney has done what they've done with with using the three witches to, to make them more there's Hocus Pocus yeah there it is there um so, Disney takes these things and
2: edits, sensors. Edits. I was
0: going to say animates, animates oh. <laughs> I was going to say animates, and I'm not talking about animation itself, but animates them to a more family friendly level, mm-hmm. constantly, and it makes for the way people understand things. Mm-hmm. like Pirates of the Caribbean, like like Hocus Pocus, like Little Mermaid. All of these things have been changed by Disney and as we both know, most people get their knowledge from movies. Sure. So when the reason I asked about if there was anybody in the past that, that time frame or actor or actress-wise is because as a comedian my heroes of comedy were Jonathan Winters, Red Skelton mm-hmm. the Dean Martin, Celebrity Roast which none of the jokes they use and I watch them constantly none of the jokes that they do on that panel could ever be done in today's world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, and so it's one of the reasons I like those things um, so movies television shows have, have a place mm-hmm. as you said earlier it gives you a chance to work with your inner self. Get a framework. Get a framework to it. So, uh, I've seen the clips of your movies and we've had conversations and and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to probably start shooting in 2024, right?
2: I I was pushing for late fall, but it might wind up being in January or February when when there's not a lot happening. I have to, we always are concerned with people's schedules, people's families. Uh, Film days can be 10 to 12 hours long. Um, This is what I've learned. It it, it takes so much. There's so much that goes into filmmaking. And it takes a long time when you're doing it correctly. Um, I think people think it just happens. And and there's cameras that have to be moved and sound levels that have to be taken. And uh, actors have to be on their mark. That was one of the biggest things that I've learned. um, Coming from a broadcast medium where I, I I was a news reporter for a little while out in the field... And you're so used to the camera just following you wherever you go, and it's not so. You've got to, you know, they put a mark on the floor for a reason. And, and so part of you is remembering your lines and your character, and then the other part, the real-life part of you is going, oh, gosh, I better hit that tape or, or he'll kill me.
0: got to know where you stand. That's right. Yeah. So
2: it's, it's almost like the inner monologue and the outer monologue, what's going on. Uh, but it's challenging it's been a lot of fun for me and it's given me a creative outlet to perhaps express the way I feel about certain things about since you don't have an
0: idea for a fifth one
2: <laughs> we're gonna do the none
0: we might have to say, say Teresa we might have to do that <laughs> we might have to come up with something else that is's got a lot of humor in it because I'm a, I'm a guy that loves humor and satire okay totally Um. and so I have some ideas in my head. I even showed you one of the days that you we were here that we want to mimic. Yes,
2: mm-hmm. sure.
0: Because I, I, yeah, I, I, we, I ter- firmly believe you can't live in the world without, without a good sense of humor.
2: Uh, well, and it's, it's escapism too. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all trying to entertain ourselves and have a good laugh. Yeah. And that's how you get through life because we all know that life can really suck.
0: Davey, so. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any other videos you want to share? Or do you want to go ahead and do uh, this week in Nautical History? And we can do This Week
1: in Nautical History.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, This Week in Nautical History is sponsored by our good friends, my lovely place to work at all times, the Pirate and Treasure Museum. But starting next week or the week after, we have a brand new sponsor coming in, Florida Water Tours, just giving you a heads up. They will be our guests also next Monday, and they are going to be our sponsor for Nautical Week in History. And the Pirate Museum is going to be, move into being our blanket overall sponsor of the show and would be mentioned in them even more often. But right now, Pirate and Treasure Museum, you want a good tour? Come down and see me. I'm there on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through the rest of the summertime doing four tours a day. Come down to the Pirate and Treasure Museum and have a good time and learn some things about pirates. For now though, ladies and gentlemen, this week in nautical history. that was great baby i was looking for some other things here trying to find something else we want to try to play i'm going to look for it again in a few minutes but we don't have mail call tonight i do want to encourage people to write us a letter if you want you can write us an email when the school starts tours start up i'll start getting more emails and more letters from the children that come on our tours i will tell you this this past weekend i had two different families that had been to the museum in 2011 and 2012 and just came back to St. Augustine for the first time. Their children were about four or five then, their children are now Uh mid-teenagers and they had to come and say hello to Captain Mayhem. I was thrilled with both of the families that did that. So it's always nice to get letters and messages and recognition from families that have come to the museum and that the Pirate and Trajan Museum is a staple for them when they come to St. Augustine. It's always wonderful, and it's terribly, terribly flattering.
2: You have a way with children. You Uh, do. They are just fascinated by you.
0: I'm like a witch. I like, (laughs) I like children with ketchup.
2: That's, that is true. The other white meat.
0: (laughs) That's it. No, I, I do. And, and there was a child over the weekend that was just scared to death and didn't want to come in the museum, and I went out and did a few magic tricks and then took them by the hand and walked in a little girl about five or six years old we walked into hollywood pirates i showed her all that and the rest of the rest of the time they were there i couldn't get rid of her oh of course so she wanted to hang out and and, and during the tour she wouldn't stop talking oh no so, but and I, her parents and I, I i i've told parents this a lot lately um when children are on my tours in the museum and they interrupt me i let them interrupt me because they want to say something and sometimes they want to say something that's part of the tour. Sometimes they want to say something and it gives me a chance to tell a good joke to the rest of the crew. Um, and I tell parents don't stifle your your child's um, ability to be inquisitive. Let them be inquisitive. Let them ask questions. Let them talk. Aww. Because that's how they're going to learn. The only thing I don't tolerate is is complete ugly rudeness and, rudeness and i don't have any of that with these children so always remember that children are are they're our future mm-hmm. and um, i do enjoy having children around and i do gear my tours usually like the saturday morning tour the first tour of the morning is more children than adults i had a family that came in on um, saturday morning and there were seven children in the family oh my goodness yeah, seven. <laughs> so yeah don't change it let the children have a good time
2: And let them be interested in history.
0: And they are, and and if that's the other part, if they're interested in history, please don't stifle that. Let them learn and let them understand. I think some of the problem that we have in today's world right now is that there's been a huge, over the last decade or so, a huge stifling of of our history. Mm -hmm. And we have to stop stifling it. We also have to let, stop having media tell us how history actually worked. Go out and read a book yourself. There you go. How
2: Uh, about a real
0: book that you hold? Yes. That you turn the pages. I I love those. (laughs) I'll I'll show you a a really cool book later. Um, On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I I try not to be a preacher or or give sermons here, but sometimes certain points of, of history and being a pirate and being what we are now, especially Mr. Longwood and Mr. Hellfire and our good friend mandy out in utah and myself we are role models and we have to live by good example and good example means that you speak up once in a while so on that note davy let's do this week in history and who's it sponsored by
1: Who's it sponsored by? Dick's Wings!
0: Dick's Wings! Our good friends at Dick's Wings, ladies and gentlemen. They'll be helping us with our our show on November 13th, our holiday show. Open to the entire public. We do raffles and have a good time and raise some extra money for the, for the holidays to give away. And they'll do some good Wings specials for um. us and we'll have some fun. And it'll be a live podcast that night
2: oh that's going to be fun so that's a always remote? a lot of fun a remote, yeah
0: <laughs> we did it last year we learned a few things about remotes and so we'll do even better this year but ladies and gentlemen this week in nautical history sponsored by our good friends at dick's wings out here in us one in the south by the shores
1: this week in history
0: this week in history what did i say nautical oh sorry <laughs> A good job mr longwood i've been looking over some of the comments but i just sent you an email did you see it i'm not an yes, email. i, I just sent you a message you got it yep can you pop that the video sure. that popped up with it go sure. ahead sure. technology does have advantages <laughs> this ladies and gentlemen is the voiceover we were talking about earlier in the show we finally were able to get a clip for it
2: it's in our name.
0: You're welcome.
2: Maybe it's a big land which, from coast to coast to coast, inspires such big hearts. Together, we power our country's enduring hope. We build boundless ways to connect with our home, our people, our own backyard, and our wildest dreams as we drive our lives forward and define a United Story. At Ford, that story starts with you. You mobilize our nation's spirit of adventure can empower our guests to unlock the infinite possibilities that lie ahead where the next big journey begins.
0: Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the voice of our guest right there in that Ford commercial. And I actually saw that commercial a couple of weeks ago and didn't even... It, it, it doesn't sound like you, us talking here like this. It doesn't. It's different.
2: Don't tell them that I drive a Nissan. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I won't tell them that at all. Unless they want to give me a new Ford. Unless that they be, that, to, give, that could work. They should have given you a new Ford as
0: part of the payment. All right. But we all hear our voices differently. I don't like the sound of my voice, but everybody... I. I, I I guess I have a good radio voice, but I know I have a face for radio, so. Oh no, you have a nice rich baritone. I Well you should hear me sing, it's a bass voice when oh, I sing. Oh my goodness. Yes, I, I do sing bass. All right, so let's, I'm going back to the beginning and looking here at some of the things here. Uh, exaggerated history movies when they made legends, make legends real within the truth. I like that. That mm-hmm. was a good one. I did see that um, Zachary Harker is online. Glad to see you. Ah, there he is, fantasy, Lord, like Lord of the Rings. The wife and I have extend, extended films and will take a day to watch all three of them in one go. Excellent. That's a good one. My favorite movie theme depends on my mood. Sometimes vampire, historical fantasy, love Star Trek, but they all something in common. They, The good guy and gal always wins. I, yeah, I, I actually have a, that's my hand right there naturally. I can't oh, close my finger. Really? I actually have a Vulcan hand. Look at that. <laughs> I right. So let's see. Unless my memory has completely left me, I believe that Nightingale is likely doing spell research as she was known to dabble in the dark arts itself. <laughs> uh, Nightingale is part of our crew and she's from the, this area. Uh, Black Sails Adventure Company, ahoy to you, all the way from North Carolina. Your time on the show is coming up. There were men executed Mm -hmm. during the Salem Witch Trials also. You're absolutely right, there were. Those were the good-looking men. (laughs) Salem Witch Trials was one of my favorites, yet it's a little touchy. Yes, that's true, it is. Like all ugly things in life, it is touchy. The wife and I got to go to Salem for our wedding anniversary pre-COVID, oh, that would have been a fun, fun trip. Definitely. Uh, in modern times, those that follow Scientology are often re- treated similarly with those accused of witchcraft of yesteryear. You are quite right. Anybody that wants to step out of the norm is usually treated with yes. that same same concept. Very good, David, You're right on with these questions. Are these these comments? I don't even have to keep looking. When hit when reading history, use happy historical context. Audience, purpose, point of view, and why.
2: Hmm.
0: Will the Historian is my son.
1: Oh, okay. He is
0: a history teacher in the school districts up in northern Alabama, and he is a wonderful history teacher. We've had a few arguments where we don't actually agree.
2: I would buy a ticket to that. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but they've always been good arguments, so it was... um, I I enjoy having... A debate. Debates or disagreements on history, and my son... My son can carry himself well. I believe he could argue with anybody there you go. and do it well. And he doesn't raise his voice. That's, that's one of my traits, too. Oh. Band of Angels was a great movie. I, it was. Very good. Let's see. I see a Facebook user is watching, but as I tell everybody, if you're watching us from Facebook, all it says is users, so I don't know who, who you are. So please always make sure you identify yourself. Same with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Salem the Black Cat. I own three black cats, honestly. So that's C. One bad, one good. That negates them. So you still have a bad cat. All right. I love black cats. <laughs> All right. As you know, that we have two gray ones that are almost black here. Dorian Gray and Spooky. Oh. All right. Let's see what else we have here. The difference in Muslim extremists today and Muslim is not unlike the Christians who set up the Crusades so many years ago. You're absolutely right, Jim.
2: And religion was used as a a reason for for much, especially in olden times.
0: Well, I tell everybody the number one reason for almost every war and conflict in the history of the world is religious beliefs. Yes, religious beliefs. Will the historian also says, history teaches us how to read, critical think, back our arguments, and research in depth. The research in depth is what most most people miss, my my good son. Mm -hmm. Aye, Critical thinking. Eh. <laughs> some people don't have that either. I <laughs> You know what? Come to think of it, some people don't have the ability to read anymore either. Oh, no. hi But you're absolutely right. Uh, let's see. Who was the nun? I got that one. I just need someone to go with me. I must go alone. I don't know what that's about. Uh, uh, going to Salem. Oh, okay. She's going to Salem. All right. Very good. Was it that Von Mosser Nightingale? Uh, That must be a private conversation going on in the room behind me there. Um, Let's see. What else is here? Uh, Going down, going down. Yes, the powder monkey was there. No one owns a cat, especially black ones. (laughs) We're we're their servants. Uh, We're their uh, staff. So I had a cartoon put on my my Facebook page today. And... um, it's, it's a perfect example of what cats and dogs are. This woman is looking at this dog and the dog is wagging his tail. And the, the woman is saying to the dog, you are my world. And the dog goes, you are my world. And the cat's sitting over there going, you are my can opener. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> yes. I right, dogs have masters. Cats have slaves. I would almost agree with that but I'm not sure who the master is the dog or the human <laughs> uh, I know that my Max has got me wrapped Oh,
2: he's a deer Yeah, You're a sweetie
0: uh, Let's see, Hocus Pocus Can't live without watching it Yeah, I know We watch it here I even bought my wife last year a Hocus Pocus blow up thing Oh, a standing yep, And we never did used it So we'll be using it at, um,
2: In uh, the yard? It, we'll be it use, it
0: No, we're going to use it down at the Colonial Quarter for our Halloween oh. Wonderful. It. Yeah, it'll be wonderful down there. Let's see. Um, without learning our history, we're doomed to re- to repeating the same mistakes. Absolutely right. Uh, anything else that I miss? We're reaching the end of the comments. Very good. We had a lot of people here. If we're talking the best movie, Casablanca, hands I down. I knew that would get brought. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's one that my. Are you? Uh, wait a minute. Will the historian? where's my son and what have you done with him because why wouldn't you i would have thought you would have put superman there Uh uh-huh he's a superman nut oh all right not superman Hmm. all right so and this this here's here's one other point about movies that i was going to make and i forgot about it now we're back to it real quick movies have been used to rewrite Mm-hmm. Old, old, old stories, and a perfect example is "Brother, Where Art Thou."
2: Hmm.
0: You know what it is, uh, really? I have not seen it. Right. "Brother, Where Art Thou" is the movie with um um. How come I can't think of the Clooney. name? Clooney, George Clooney. Oh. Um, and they're all him and the, the other two. They're they're escape escapees, and they're on, they're on a mission. That is the Iliad. Everything in it is the Iliad. Interesting. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. Wonderful movie. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to watch it with that thought in mind. The Odyssey. Oh, is that what it was? I got right. it wrong, didn't I? So it's Homer's Odysseus. Odyssey. Yeah, it was it was the Odyssey. Homer. Odyssey. Homer. Homer's Odyssey. That's right. My mistake, but that's what I have my crew for to watch out for the captain, especially my son. And from Kara Creamer, the blow up witches were in our yard last year. <laughs> were they really? I don't remember. Oh, well. Uh, we were busy. All right. Uh, and We Thought You Was a Toad. Yes, mm-hmm. that came from the movie. Yes. It's a great movie. You have to watch it. If you haven't never seen it, you have to watch okay. it. It's got good music, too. But um, it's a great movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, those are our comments. We've had lots of guests on board tonight and a good conversation with our guest, Mrs. Mrs. Miss. Vesta Millard. Very good. See, I can get that out there (laughs) once in a while. But as always, we need to finish up the show, and we got a couple of things left to do, like future guests on board, future guests on deck. Next week, Florida Water Tours. The week after is Joe Hughes, a comedian and actor who was in California and has moved out here to Florida, and I've done some work with him already. August 7th, Jay Wilson, Aerial Photography. He does drone photography work, Mm. and on August 2nd, myself and Davey and some of the crew and any other pirates who want to join us, and maybe even some mermaids, we're going out to the beach down south of Marineland on that evening. It is a full moon coming up, and we're going to do some some photography down there, some aerial movies with the, the drone and everything. Ron Brown, my good friend there that makes rum, National Rum Day, August 14th, John Miriam, a good friend of mine in the broadcasting, he's uh, 105.7, mm-hmm. and he'll be here for National Radio Broadcaster's Day. 28th of August, Sheriff Hardwick will be making his second appearance here, Black Sales Adventures from North Carolina, a surprise special two-week series, that's supposed to be a surprise special one-week series now, and we're working on something very special in September 18th, uh, having to do with Pirates of the Caribbean leading into the anniversary show, our anniversary show, uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day, uh, that week, September 18th and 19th. The Humane Society will be on board with us in September. And Colby, the author of the book, Wicked St. Augustine, it's all about prostitutes and gambling and rum running here in St. Augustine. Good times. A good history. <laughs> uh, my good friend, Morgan Lanny, she's gonna come on, we're gonna talk about ghosts in St. Augustine, and she's oh. back to doing ghost tours again. Um, Let's see, Carol Busby has asked if we could do a show, The History of Women Pirates, and I'm all for it. I like having good suggestions, and a a show on Women Pirates will be a lot of fun. Uh, We're going to promote the spooktacular. we got a Halloween special. we got tasting tours of St. Augustine. If any of you know, I actually work for them every holiday season for the last couple of years doing the the Big Jolly Fat Guy. (laughs) Dick's Wings live broadcast on November 13th. And, of course, the 20th, 27th, December 4, 11, and 18 are open right now. I have some possibilities, but they have not firmed up. 25th of December will be a Christmas special. Not sure what it's going to be, but it may be (laughs) pre-recorded. And New Year's Day. I thought New Year's Day, that's a perfect day to talk about the history of resolutions, how they came about, and what everybody does for resolutions into 2024. That'll be our theme for the night. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're good all the way up to January 1st, and I'm already working on 2024. So, never a dull moment here in the Captain's Quarters podcast. Hope that you'll join us as much as you can. On that note, we need a closing of Mini Mayhem's Joke of the Week. Okay, it's time for the answer to the Joke of the Week. Why do pirates really like pizza? The answer is because it usually comes in pieces of eight.
2: that's clever that's a clever one i'll
0: give you credit for that that's a clever one i like that one we always try to make sure we say thank you at the end of the show ladies and gentlemen and we used to just say it but now we've created a video to share with you all the points of our show so allow us to say thank you in this way the captain's quarters podcast
1: is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we take this opportunity to thank those who help us keep the ship afloat. Our sponsors, St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, Dick's Wings Bar and Grill, Spyglass Travel, Ancient City Sirens, Rikers Reenactors, Paper and Strings, and Shiver Me Pictures. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davey Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joe, Juan Cam, and the Powder Monkey. Helping others gives the crew purpose. The four major charities we support are Inc., Investing in Kids, St. John's County Fire and Rescue Cadets, Says St. Augustine News Services, and the Humane Society. You too could be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon. Join on Powder Monkey or First Mate Level, and your monthly contribution supports the podcast. Go to YouTube. Hit like and subscribe. Or just a single contribution to help with other expenses of the show. It does take a crew. Thank you.
0: Very good, Davy. Very good. And on that note, show our platforms. We want everybody to figure out how they can find us. Three platforms to view us, ladies and gentlemen, YouTube, Spotify, and Instagram. You can watch us live on YouTube, and then it downloads to Spotify and Instagram, and you can watch us at any time you like at your own leisure. If you want to just listen to us while you're driving on a long trip, going across the grand state of Florida or anywhere else in the world, Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music, that's how you can listen to us. We're on all seven of those, and we're proud to be there. So. Catch up with us any way you can. Our 91st episode, you have plenty to listen to, plenty to watch if you want to catch up on some of our past shows. As I've always said, ladies and gentlemen, whenever we have a show that is just me and Davy and Hellfire and Mandy Joe, the show will always end within an hour. But guests are what make the show better. And this show is no, no less of an example. We have gone now an hour and 36 minutes. Oh my goodness. I love it. It's always fun it gives us more little shorts to do there ladies and gentlemen our current subscribers 1386 subscribers I'm happy with that but not happy enough you want to make the captain happy I want to see 14 more I want to see 1,400 by mid August that gives you four weeks 1,400 by mid August and then by talk like a pirate day I want to see 1,500 and then By the end of the year, I want to see 2,000. That's my goal. Can you help me do it? We might actually come up with some ways to entice you with some pillaging and plundering to be a part of it. If you have any questions, ladies and gentlemen, send us a message at email captainsquarterspodcast21 at gmail.com. If anybody's wondering about the 21, that's my age. (laughs) Not really. We use Captain's Quarters podcast 21 because that's the year we started everything in 2021 so ladies and gentlemen send us a message if you want to be on the show your business or your talent we'd love to talk to you we got a whole lot of shows in 2024 52 of them to be exact so send us a message if you're the captain of a a crew in any way shape or form and you want some publicity for your events we'd love to help sponsor you up a bit and get some publicity towards your event maybe we can work out a parlay and come to an accord So come and join us, ladies and gentlemen, that email. Mr. Longwood always looks at the emails, and anything that comes in, if it comes in specifically for anybody else, he will make sure it gets forwarded on. And we do have a meeting, and we talk about them. So join us, send us an email. We can't do it without all of you. And ladies and gentlemen, I think that's it. Is that it, Mr. Longwood? Aye, Captain. Good. Before we can go, though, I have to have something else in my mug. Do you need a little splash Just a
2: little splash. Thank you,
0: Captain. Very good. Perfect. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one way that we always like to sign off. Take her away, Davey.
1: Uh, Wait a minute, Captain. Do you have something for the guest?
0: Oh! Thank you very much. You're absolutely right. We always give our guests a gift. These are tokens. They're fit. They're poker chips okay they're black the black ones mean they're worth a hundred dollars but they're not it's just a poker chip so
2: i can't use this can't use (laughs) this
0: but on one side is our logo and on the other side is how we sign off which davy will now do part of the podcast
1: part of the crew
0: always we can't do it without you cheers and thank you for being here we'll see you next week